Welcome to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast, where we talk all things social media marketing to help your Christian media, Christian missionary, or church outreach find the seekers in your context. We want to help you get the right message in front of the right person at the right time and even on the right device. Are you ready? Here's your host, John Rawls, owner of Kavanaugh Media. Hey friends, thanks for being again a part of the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. There's been over 2,300 of you who are listening in on this podcast. It has continued to grow and I'm just humbled by that. I'm thankful for as long as God allows this podcast to be a blessing to you. Uh, for I hope for Him to receive glory all around the world. I appreciate the messages for those of you who have reached out, uh, just asking how I'm feeling. I'm I'm still fighting this. The biggest thing has been fatigue for me, but uh, uh, we'll get through it. And I think it's it's mainly been because I haven't had an immune system, and so it's harder for my body to have fought this. So I am excited for this week's podcast, though even if my voice is a little weak, the content itself will not be strategic storytelling for ministry. That is a course from my friend Tom from MMU, Mission Media U, and Tom is one of the instructors there. He and I continue to cross paths and are a part of different calls and projects, and I just am so thankful for this guy. I really recommend his course and the other courses on MMU, and I hope that there's some blessing from this, episode 60, episode 60 of this podcast. I hope that it is a blessing to you today. So I'm going to keep my voice under control here. And without any more delays, here's my interview with Tom K. All right. Well, I am super excited. I get to, I love what I get to do. I love getting to talk to people. I love getting to interview. And there are certain people that I just really, really respect. And Tom, thanks for being a part of this podcast because you are one of those people. I am, um, we were just talking before I hit record on this. I'm I feel terrible. I am fighting COVID and it's it's just kicking my butt. And yet this infuses me. This gives me energy just to talk with you. And I know it's going to be a blessing. So thanks for, yeah. for sharing your wisdom today. I appreciate that, John. I, I, I like talking with you too. You you have a you have a contagious uh energy as well and a passion that inspires me. So I appreciate being on here. Well, I wish I was a little more contagious out in the energy right now. Honest, <laughs> not, not, not contagious in the wrong ways. <laughs> yes, exactly right. So, Tom, just uh, can you give some people a little bit of a background? I know who you are. I know you as a media producer and you're a director. And you've got all sorts of amazing training and you're an instructor. But can, can you just give the audience here just a little background about you and, and what it is that you do? Yeah, well, I'll try to do the short story. Short story is I, I went to film school, so I'm a filmmaker, and I've really been blessed. The Lord has enabled me uh, to actually practice my craft pretty much, you know, since I graduated from film school, which is which is unusual for a, an artsy kind of a craft. Um, never went to Hollywood, uh, but have done kind of a little of everything. I've done documentary work. I've done some feature films. I've done some episodic kinds of TV stuff. Um, mostly nothing anyone would ever have heard of. Uh, but things that were really rewarding, I felt like, you know, God brought me to opportunities to work and serve his kingdom along with kind of early in my career was just out in the regular workforce and enjoying that and learning and, um, just being with, being with people and, um, sharing my life with them. Um, about 
20 years ago, a little over 20 years ago, God kind of caught my attention and kind of woke me up to ways that I could be a filmmaker and um, be strategically involved in world evangelization. That was the phrase we used back then. And I learned about unreached people groups and just the needs of places where very, very few people have ever heard of Jesus or have an opportunity to hear about Jesus. And I began this journey of reshaping my, my purpose as a filmmaker away from sort of entertainment or education and things like that, uh, trying to sort of align myself more with what God was doing in the world and seeing how I could be a part of that. So that's what I've been doing. And, you know, as you, as you age in your career, I've been doing this for 35 years. Uh, you, you, you shift your role. You know, I'm no longer the young wild creative. Um, I'm, I'm actually really energized now and passionate about identifying emerging filmmakers and media people and helping them to find their place and, and what uh, God has for them. And so um, I still like to create. I think I still think of myself as an artist, but I think, of, uh, I think it's more broad than that. And I'm really excited if I can mentor and share what I've done and hang out with people who are cooler than I am now and uh, do things that are more strategic. So that's what I'm, that's what I'm trying to do now. Yeah, and so you're leveraging all of these experiences to really within with your role with Mission Media U as a, as an instructor, and and that's mm-hmm. what I was hoping that you could share some of your insights on today. I know you've got a new course that's going to be coming out. It's already created, I guess. On it's just not available yet, but it's going to be soon, I'm sure. On Kingdom Training, you have a new course coming out on Mission Media U that you offer. Was it October? Is that right? When that one's coming up? Yeah, or? starts starts uh, early mid October. All right. And it's strategic storytelling for movements. So can you share just some nuggets from that? What would you, like I was telling you, there's there's over 2,300 unique people listening to this. Here's 10 minutes. Like Break that (laughs) thing down. What would be some of the just key things from your strategic storytelling for movements that you wish more and more people would know or could put into practice? Yeah. Um, yeah. Strategic storytelling is a phrase that I use to, to make sense to me. There's other ways to think about it. Um, when you're an artist, sometimes you chafe against the idea of having to put a message in something, right? So I just want to do my art. And I really believe in pure art. I believe that art, beauty glorifies the Lord, it doesn't always have to have a message. But I really felt a strong call on my own ministry, my own vocation and craft as a filmmaker because I'm been, I've been so connected with movements, media strategies, things like that in the last seven or eight years, um, really being excited about what's happening, God is doing in helping to, to stir up reproducing movements of reproducing disciples. So mm-hmm. disciple-making movements, church-planning movements, different ways of describing that. Uh, and I began to discover ways that I could be involved in that as a filmmaker, rather than just making really cool long films or short films or whatever that just kind of came from my own creative mind. I began to really think of ways that I could learn from workers on the field who are actively talking with people, wanting to talk with people, people seeking answers about faith, about spirituality in general, and how could I help as a, as an artist, um, those field workers create content that would attract seekers and start stories and start conversations. And so the idea of strategic storytelling really is connecting the stories that someone like me, who's a content creator, uh, in this world, um, how can I better learn from 
and collaborate with and be have my story shaped by people on the field who are are the people who are doing the disciple making. And so aligning my stories and the things that I create, just not out of my own brain or creativity, but out of the need that's there in the world and uh, kind of crafting things based on that. So it's really a collaborative sort of a model of filmmaking. And for field workers, it's giving them a sense that they can have story content that is shaped toward the kinds of people they're trying to talk with, mm-hmm. they're wanting to engage with in social media or other kinds of media channels. And it gives them ways to help invite people into conversations that can lead people into discipleship, into reproducing groups of disciples. Great. And so I know that one of the criticisms that I've heard of the creatives, and I, I love mm-hmm. that I love the creative process as well. So, but one of the ones is that that is that field workers make better media content. Uh, Frank Preston has said this before. He's mm. like, hey, field workers <laughs> are the ones that make the best content because they know what's happening on the field. In essence, that's what you're saying too, is how do we go along and empower them, listen to them, and and maybe help them craft that story? Or is it a technical part to it? I mean, in what ways do you see how that creative, because there's a big group of creatives mm-hmm. out there who love Jesus and want to use the gifts that God's given to them. Right. So how can they, how do they best align then with these field teams, uh, maybe just like indigenous, these local mm-hmm. people, what's the best way for them to to do that? What's the first step of that? Yeah, I think that the first step is, just having an attitude of service, just, I want to be generous. And even if I've got a lot of experience, I don't know what I'm talking about when it comes to specific kinds of things. See, I, I have a master's degree in professional screenwriting. So, you know, (laughs) I've, if I've studied screenwriting, you know, from a Hollywood sort of Western perspective, but when I engage with people in other cultures and I've been to a lot of different countries and done a lot of different work in different places, I've realized how, how limited that paradigm is, how limited my actual experience is in shaping stories that really communicate with people um, that aren't big Hollywood action blockbusters and things like that. And so I think an attitude, what I had to do as a filmmaker, even as an experienced filmmaker, is sort of just say, you know what, I'm not walking in as the person who knows everything, but I'm a person who can help ask the right kinds of questions. Um, so for field workers, I want to have an attitude that, that I of service toward them. You know, they're the experts. However, just because you know the local culture doesn't mean you're a good storyteller in that culture, right? Sure. So the workers can know this is what our friends talk about. This is what our people are like. This is what we've seen happening. This is how God seems to catch their attention. Um, but they don't necessarily, they, so they have that local knowledge or especially local believers who I can work with. And I, I work with, um, I, do, I do a lot of work with Arab uh, Muslim background believers and Christian background believers in the Muslim world. And honestly, just because they're local doesn't mean they're great storytellers. So I do have something to offer, but I have something to offer with sort of open hands rather than mm-hmm. saying, I know the way to tell a story that's a universal paradigm that I learned, you know, and always works in Hollywood, you know, and you do, right. you do have those. <laughs> the, here's, the, here's the magic formula for a blockbuster movie. So I want to. I that's what I want to do, and so I think for workers, we can offer them specific sorts of storytelling help, but we can also help them 
especially local believers in places in the majority world where they don't have access to things. What I don't want them to do is to sit and say, well, maybe when the foreigners come, they'll help us do this because they, we need the tools they have. We need the funding, mm-hmm. all that stuff. Mm-hmm. So part of what I do is I teach mobile content creation um, using really, really simple mobile devices. And I'm convinced you can create a compelling film on the dumpiest old, you know, 10 year old Android. Um, if you, if you are careful about it and you, right. you keep your parameters pretty, pretty tight, um, you can create compelling content in local context. That's extremely effective and probably more effective than something I could do as a foreigner coming in with a pile of equipment and big crews and expensive things. It probably wouldn't be as effective or there, there's a really good chance it wouldn't be. Right. Yeah, if you can get the lighting and the sound good enough. I mean, one of the reasons I really like people using their cell phones to create content for social media marketing is because it's already framed right. Mm-hmm. And so they're going to use their foot zoom. They're going to walk to get closer or whatever right. else. But whatever you're seeing on your your Android there, your iPhone, whatever you're shooting with, that's what it's going to look like on the ad. On a mobile, mm-hmm. you know, 90 plus percent of the people in the world are, are digesting our ads through mobile. So right. it makes sense to even create that there. One of the things I, I like uh, a quote from you on your website is, we steal from God's glory when we don't tell his stories well. So maybe mm-hmm. in the last couple minutes we have together, what would you say are two or three things then for these field teams who are trying to create these hook videos or trying to do some sort of short form mm-hmm. media content to maybe help them do the best they can to give God his glory that he's due? Yeah, I'm trying to think. I think locals are really important because that credibility and authenticity is something people want to. Um, the, the other thing that, that um, Dr. Frank Preston told me probably 10 years ago, and this is something I use this all the time, you know, steal from, steal from people who know what they're talking about. Right. Right. (laughs) Um, uh, He actually is quoting a a French philosopher. And basically the idea that, you know, he talks about this phrase changing imagination. And in most places that we want to do ministry, we want to connect with people. They cannot imagine being anything other than they are, Um, especially being, you know, a Christian worldview is completely foreign. Christians are always foreigners. So I have to become something different. And that means that I'm completely pulled out of my culture. All they can imagine is that they don't know who they will be and they will have no community. So one thing that we want to do is create things that feel local enough that they can say, wow, that's that could be me, right? They mm-hmm. can project into that. It can change their imagination of what's possible. So the Holy, they give into what the Holy Spirit is prompting them to do. There is hope. Um, and so changing their imagination is an important thing. And you can do, you do that through stories that feel like they're connected with them. So they aren't foreign stories. They might, you might be able to nod your head and say, oh yes, I understand that this person changed their mind and changed their religion, but they would always just say their gut would tell them it can't possibly work for me. Right. Right. And so stories of people like them on the screen, local locations. Oh, that's my city. Wow. Yeah. Right. (laughs) Even if the foot. So in that case, even if the footage is not perfect, the impact of the local feel, I think, probably overcomes that. It's probably more important than perfect photography. Um, The other the other thing is. um, Oh, what was I going to say? I I had another thing. Um, It was the local stuff. um, There was something else I was literally just about to say. It's the most important one, I'm sure. It's the most important one. Um, 
there's I, I've in my in my course I, I go through these six characteristics of things and some of them is the is the local um, one of them is is it's also related to the changing imagination and really it's giving them steps and one of the things I've started emphasizing especially in sort of narrative things or even non-narrative so narratives like story with characters and things non-narrative is sort of more uh, emotions and facts and things like that is modeling community for them. Hmm. Um, every story I create now, when we do stories in the Middle East, um, every one of them has multiple characters going through a process together. And the emphasis is on in who, you know, who can you invite to explore the words of Jesus together? Hmm. You know, those are the questions, the calls to action. And so everything is about not, not showing an individual wrestling with God by themselves in their apartment. Yes. Um, you know, it's always about, there is almost always someone you could share with, no matter mm -hmm. how dangerous this idea is or how, you know, uncomfortable it might be. Pretty much we all have someone in our circle of relationships we can trust and we can say, you know what, I really feel like God's doing this. I've been reading, I've read some passages about Jesus and I've got kind of want to know more. Yeah. And it might be very risky, but what we want to do is model those things happening in groups. And so we never want to have just this one person saying, come follow Jesus by yourself. Um, because that, again, the imagination, all they can imagine then is I'm giving up everything. I have a community, I have loved ones. This is horrible. Why would I do this? <laughs> yeah. You know, yeah. Um, or it certainly isn't attractive. Now, Jesus's impact on people's lives is compelling and people do it all the time, right? I am, I am just humbled by stories of people who just said, you know what? Christ has met me and I don't care what it costs. Right. And that is, that's amazing to me because I've never had to do that. Mm -hmm. um, but modeling groups coming to do this exploration together, I think is a really important thing about the stories we can tell. So that's the way we script it, right? Yeah, I, I love that. That is using a missiology mindset in your media creation there. Mm -hmm. And then that just, that makes so much sense to me. I, I One of the things that has stuck out to me, I've been doing this long enough that I keep hearing this in different parts of the world, is that people say this phrase, I thought I was the only one. And so oh, when yeah. you talk about this idea of community or you're modeling that, that I love it. I just love it. I think it's so important, even in our copy, our headlines, all of that, that we help them understand that, no, they're not alone. There's many others like them that are seeking. And, and now, right. statistically, I believe it's true. I think the harvest right. is yeah. plentiful in every country. But we it's, are finding. Surprise. It's a surprise to them. Oh, they, yeah. When you are, you're frightened, mm. you're thinking things that people tell you you shouldn't think all this stuff and you're and and to, to find out that you aren't the only one is this massive burden off yes um yes. you know it should be it's like let's come and see jesus together let's meet the person of christ together in community and it it's a huge load but we always have that imagination we always have this sense of any anything that we go through you know even me is like i think man i can't am i the only one thinking like this mm -hmm. right. it's a huge part of our story to say no you aren't yeah you're not alone well, Tom, I could talk for another 30 minutes and stuff. I don't know if people would keep <laughs> listening to the podcast and so we'd try to keep it short. But I I recommend MMU, you and Clyde all the time to people um, to get training, to get the specialized coaching like that. Uh, I just think it's fantastic. And so it's Mission Media, then the letter U.org is, is mm -hmm. the website. And that's where they can go to sign up for this strategic storytelling course, right? Yeah. So the, the course we've been doing for about five years now is Foundations of Media to Movements, which is kind of a big overview of these whole, all these concepts we're talking about, giving us sort of the paradigm shift toward 
thinking in terms of, of doing whatever we can strategically to, to help foster movements. And the strategic storytelling course starts in October. It's five weeks. It's live online, one hour a week in a Zoom class like this. There's a cohort of students, 15 to 25 students. And it's really practical. The idea of it is let's learn about this together and make it applicable in your local ministry context. So if you're a field worker looking for stories to use, it's it's aimed at you. And if you're a content creator, sort of a media minister, it's also um, aimed at you kind of helping helping both sides connect, both parties connect in this continuum. Uh, that sounds great. Well, Tom, thank you so much for being the creative that you are and the, the teacher. Uh, that What a great combination that is. Uh, I appreciate you, your friendship, the work that we get to do together at times is mm-hmm. Is just a real joy to me. So um, I'm going to go ahead and end this podcast and go be tired again from my COVID stuff. <laughs> but I, I'm so thankful for this time that we've had together, brother. And I hope that many, many people are able to take your course. So thank you so much for, for sharing, for teaching, and for all you're doing for the kingdom. Yeah, thanks. Thanks for taking the time, John. Thanks for sitting up straight for, you know, half an hour here with me. You can go take a nap now. <laughs> all right, and uh, blessings on you and good health for your family. Thank you. All right, there's my friend Tom. I told you it was going to be good because there's so much more that he could share. We just don't have the time, but his course that he's going to have available, the Strategic Storytelling for Ministry, I really think it could be a tremendous benefit to you, to your media outreach, social media, wherever you're trying to make Jesus famous. And so I do hope that you will check it out. It is missionmediau.org is their website. And I hope that you'll check out the different courses that they have available for people just like you trying to make Jesus famous using technology and media to that end. Until next time, take care, keep praying, keep testing, and may God get all of the glory. Thank you for listening to the Christian Media Marketing Podcast. We hope you subscribe to it and that you'll share it with those who are also laboring for the Lord to find seekers in their contacts. May God bless you in all you do for Him and for His kingdom.